back to another kind of insight into what's going on in the UK. So um, do make sure you keep in abreast of what's going on in the US with with all the other uh, amazing digital soldiers and patriots. Um, but I'm diving into um, specifically UK staff at the moment because um, our government are very, very, very naughty. Um, it's probably the politest way to put it. So um, for those of you who didn't see, I delved into the cover up of the Telford grooming scandal the other day. Um, really important that um, it's really worth watching. You get to see how <laughs> exactly how it's done, exactly how even 40 years later, um, people are still covering up the uh, Telford grooming scandal. It's not just exclusive to Telford. Um, I dove into Telford because I live in Telford. I was able to give you a behind the scenes um, to what I experienced um, in that time. Um, you know, what, what I knew from the ground and uh, working directly with uh, members of the... <laughs> The council, shall we say. Um, so for those of you who are here first time, my name is Kate Woodland. I'm a maverick psychologist, business coach, Alex speaker, best-selling author who's kind of put a whole life on hold to become a digital soldier um, and to help spread all of this information and combat the complete media blackout on all of these things, which should be a should be massive and should be everywhere and it just isn't um so make sure you follow me on twitter um like the facebook page subscribe on youtube make sure you subscribe on the podcast um and everywhere else um because i share lots and lots and lots of information as well as breaking news about things that are happening uh, while i'm behind the scenes trying to get together um uh, something that's going to be kind of important and succinct. So again, this will be a whistle stop tour. Why? Because you need to go ahead and do your own research. However, um, I found today even DuckDuckGo is, um, is hiding things. So um, if you had Googled uh, Casey Woodland, and um, if you Googled Katie Woodland before or DuckDuckGo Katie Woodland um, and went to news, you would get all of the news articles that I had been um, involved in. Now, I've been featured in a lot. This is not me blowing my own trumpet. This is just the truth. Uh, and so now um, I have been scrubbed from the uh, Internet. We go, no news articles found for Katie Woodland, gone. Um, so I have been in Express and Star talking about the Jamie Bolger killers, um, The Sun talking about TikTok, um, OK Magazine, like loads and loads and loads. Um, and and I'm, I've been gone. I've been gone. Um, so be careful when you are trying to find out the truth because <laughs> um, search engines don't want you to know either. Um, and I was searching for things that I know is there. So this is the thing. If you don't even know it's there, um, then how the hell are you going to even search? So I am coming to you also from my uh, laptop because something's gone very strange with my PC and it will not work. It will not start. It will not turn on. Um, the only thing I can see is the mouse uh, moving around very very dodgy um so we're going to go into today uh <laughs> sex drugs and war the legacy of the uk parliament like i said it's going to be a whistle stop tour as always um go to the drive um 
there's now a PDF document which is linking to all the things that I'm linking to um, and then you got all the information from all of the other videos in there as well so um, again I try my hardest to find um, declassified information I try my hardest to find official um, documentation um, and it has been near impossible even like I said before even things that I knew existed even things that I have been personally involved in bringing to light I'm struggling to actually find um, and for about two weeks um, the, one of the scandals which we're talking about, like I know was front page and I, my phone was going off the hook to journalists. So I knew, I know I was all over the place. Um, uh, can't find those. So we're going to start by um, using Wikipedia. Now, Wikipedia is um, not an independent source. It's no longer fit for purpose. Um, I, far, I follow Larry on Twitter, uh, Larry Singer, and he's the guy who kind of came up with the idea and he left because it's just completely politicized. But we're gonna go to Wikipedia simply because um, it's got a list of all of the UK scandals. I say all, uh, there's a hell of a lot not on there, um, but I just wanna show you how much is public knowledge how much is already public knowledge um, and then that will hopefully open your eyes to the, the rest of the things that we're going to talk about and if you are sending me messages um, and trying to chat to me it just isn't working I can't see anything at all um, so again list of political scandals in the UK so we've got scandals right back to the 1890s they've always been at it um, all of these like here we go okay so we're going to scroll past all of these because we're not interested in those um so from the 1980s we've got um fraud we've got um affairs we've got bribery we've got um resignations because of uh, lies prostitution oh i remember that jeffrey archer prostitution um we've got uh homes for vote scandals we've got um arms to iraq we've got uh, another affair we've got watches coming from uh, places for bribery we've got um spending discrepancies we've got um a morality campaign which was racked by uh, sex scandals we've got um jeremy hayes was outed as a homosexual with the headline tory mp two-timed wife with underage gay lover um i don't know how it can be an underage gay lover that's that's rape <laughs> That's uh, paedophilia. Come on, it's not. It's not underage. It's rape because you can't consent. Um, we've got. So how old was he? So oh, okay. So it was when it was it was twenty one, but it was still technically still technically rape. Okay. So this is okay. So this is important because what they did was they knew they would have known this story was coming out. So they changed the legal age of of um, gay sex from twenty one to eighteen. Like this is what they do. If they know something's coming out, they change the law. This is why there has been a massive push to change the law with regards to sex. Um, 
regards to child rape, let's let's be honest with regards to rape, they keep trying to lower the age limit. Um, and there's the PI, Pedile Information Exchange, which was an openly paedophile parliamentarian group that's worth um, looking into. Like none of those people who were PI members um, left their role. Uh, they continued to, to, to work in, in parliament. Absolutely disgusting. Um, we've got um, money going to the Labour Party. Um, we've got loans not being disclosed. That's quite a bit of a big, big chunk of money there. Three hundred seventy-three thousand. Um, Ron Davis said he was robbed, but he was actually shagging a guy. Um, We've got lying about um, Labour First Minister of Scotland. We've got lying about uh, uh, income. We've got um, Keith Vaz. He's a paedophile. He's disgusting. So the thing I want you to take away from this, and it just keeps going and keeps going and keeps going. Look, we, all of these, all of these, all of these lies, lies, scandal, 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 scandal. Um, it's just non-stop non-stop and this is only going up to 2018 um now the most important thing to really understand about the whole thing is there is no conservative there is no labor there is no liberal there is no green party and none of them are not corrupt they are all corrupt they are all in on it the reason why there is these pretend there's this pretend political divide and it is a pretend political divide i know that in the bar um in the house of commons bar they're all sat with each other drinking away like i know that left right lot of them they're all mates um and they're, they're all corrupt the reason why there's a pretend divide is because they need to make sure they control the country they can like it doesn't matter they don't care who gets into power they don't um i mean look at what's going on with the rona right now there is no opposition no opposition to anything insane that the supposed conservative party are doing nobody's standing up to them because they want it to like this is the, the, please don't get it into your head that the, the tory party are corrupt and labor are great or the other way around they're all disgusting all of them probably about one percent of them are actually genuine people but 99 percent of all politicians are absolutely disgusting people it doesn't matter which side of the bench they're on they all have an agenda they all want power and will do whatever they can to keep hold of that power and get more power they they use blackmail uh, as currency that's that's how they get what they want and any good politicians are usually completely um destroyed by the time they even make it to the houses of parliament and if they're not destroyed by the time they make it to the houses of parliament they are given um crappy jobs um and they they resign because they just don't want to be involved in that toxicity okay they don't want to be involved um so i just wanted to show you like all of those scandals which are on wikipedia which is already corrupt and trying to cover things up so now if you want to know about sex scandals and things like that the best thing to do is to um oh okay um is to just do um a search um now the most oh bloody hell where have you guys gone 
Uh, and I'm going to show you how to search and actually find stuff out. Uh, well, kind of find stuff out because obviously it's been really naughty. Here we go. Um, so if you go to a search and then go to images. So I've got this PDF is open. So you have to give me a, like I find it difficult on my laptop. It stresses me out. Um, so if this is I've just I've saved the image search for you. So if you go to images and videos, you can usually find a hell of a lot more than when you're on the main page. Also, make sure you turn where you are off. <laughs> that does affect it. And then we want to go to off. We don't want filtered content. We want everything. Um, so if you want to find out what's going on, go to images. So we've got. Um, female mp in pedophile ring we've got obviously charles and jimmy savile we've got this is documentary by sonia poulton um it hides quite a lot to be to be honest and um, there's lots of names out there that she doesn't even mention um we've got ted heath disgusting we've got uh i mean jimmy savile is just hit and here's the thing he was thrown under the bus so they waited till he died then he was thrown under the bus um because he could no longer talk about everybody else so he was scapegoated i mean i'm not saying he wasn't involved and he was a disgusting individual and he was he was you know selling them selling children to the elite like he was involved he is like the uk epstein um but if you wait until somebody's dead like he he would have talked he would have talked a hundred percent he would have talked um we've got uh maggie thatcher who was covering up for um jimmy savile uh she had surrounded herself with pedophiles because that's how she managed to stay in power we know that um and you know we've got um here look look photo of mag so you um so you don't even need to put names in you just type it and go to images um we're going to go into some of the scandals in a second <laughs> excuse me i just wanted to show you how you find out what's going on you just kind of go to the images um that's how i found an image of jimmy savile and tony blair um we've got them all obviously uh prince andrew is is messing around with um epstein but prince charles was busy mates with both jimmy savile and uh ball the uh bishop um rolf harris again so he's somebody else at the bbc the bbc feed pedophiles they feed them that jimmy savile never got taken off the air they purposely and knowingly gave him children even though they knew what he was doing for money so the bbc are as corrupt as anything um rolf harris i had the unfortunate um, opportunity to meet him and he was extremely grabby and this was about six months before he was um arrested um he kept he would grabby with me grabby with the other girl who was there and i was an adult um but that he's disgusting we've got all the stuff that happened in jersey we've got all the care home cover-ups we've got all of these things that just go on and on and on and on and she's an evil witch here we go look we've got jimmy and maggie fatter again oh oh just evil evil 
pretend queen. Is, they're all pretend, aren't they? They're all just disgusting. Okay, so if you go to images and scroll down, you get to see some um, really interesting ones. So this, I'm just going to quickly talk about this. This is, um, so this is the Hampstead Satanic Cult. Um, these two children what they talk about is truly horrific um and the bbc helped cover this up when it so it was leaked it came out the police chief was completely vilified because the school was um mentioned police officers were mentioned um and so basically um and the, the dad was somebody who was uh, very well thought of um so they um conspired to make it say that those two kids um made it up so this was back in the 80s um and it's worth um watching their documentaries like these two kids the things they talk about are truly horrific truly horrific um it is not made up it is true and so what they did is the bbc did their usual smear campaign and covered it up and paid hit paid played the dads and said that you know you were obviously innocent and how do you feel having all this made up for you like there was no germ journalism done by the bbc they are corrupt they are involved they are on it but just be prepared when you when you watch these two documents this then it's two different interviews you can watch the both kids like but just know it happened it's true and it was covered up so there's lots of people who tell you that it wasn't true it is true i have watched those interviews like those kids are not lying they are not lying i have worked with adults and children who've experienced they're not lying children don't make stuff like that up um, and also when you see images of those kids you see um like the the the, the lad has got panda eyes in some of the videos um in the in some of the videos that are out there so um so that's that's kind of a really uh, interesting way to find out what's going on and obviously Cliff, Cliff Richard I don't know how he's still knocking around I mean he's got to be disgusting look here we go Tavistock Cliff Richard and Mossad control like you won't if you were trying to google this you wouldn't find it um but but you find it if you um go to images mm okay um so we're gonna go to sex scandals um oh, fine by me okay so so this is um from the sun shock claims saw dozens of mps accused of inappropriate sexual behavior in the wake of harvey weinstein um so this is um, a Conservative aide detailing allegations against sexual impropriety against Conservative MPs and included six cabinet ministers. Um, so handsy with women's at parties. Now that's codes for groping. Um, and a backbencher who's perpetually intoxicated and very inappropriate with them. They're all inappropriate. They're all disgusting. Um, MPs using prostitutes. Um, Female MPs uh, shagging their aides. Oh, one former senior Tory was said to have propositioned his secretary by asking her to come and fill the length of my cock. Pleasant. 
Um, so there's a video showing a male MP being urinated on by three men. Uh, one MP was said to enjoy with sex with men who wear women's perfume. Right, so all of these dirty bastards. Um, so we've got Michael Fallon, who was the Defence Secretary at the time. We've got Mark Garnier, who... Um, Ugh. Stephen Crabb, who's in the Commons office, ex-deputy PM Damien Green, um, Home Secretary Amber Rudd was um, on the list for having a relationship with uh, Quasi Kwarteng, another Tory MP, um, so it was supposedly well known. Um, Steve Double had an affair, Justin Tomlin, um, extramarital affair these are really kind of grant shaps like he's been in the news quite a lot um mark menzies jake berry impregnated boris and boris johnson's office manager like he impregnated um like i mean that's just not a pleasant way to say it is it like ugh. like as if, as if she is nothing but um she's a cow according to this it's like the cow that's what you do with 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 animals is you impregnate them like you would say you know minister jake berry was included because he and alice robinson had um a relationship of which there was a baby like come on let's like people do have relationships but the thing is so this is in a position of power so how do we know that she didn't feel like she had she felt like she had a choice right uh, Robert Halfern, um, it's a WhatsApp group used by women working in Westminster used to warn each other about MPs with a reputation for sexually inappropriate behaviour, right? So, <laughs> and the thing is, this is how, um, this is just what they do. Look at this, not safe in taxis. Needs a new researcher, can't be a woman, watch out for so-and-so at a conference, don't get in a lift with. <sighs> Again, guys, it isn't just conservatives, it's all of them. All of them. And the female MPs know about it and they use it to their advantage. Okay, so it's not just the guys, the girls are fucking disgusting as well. So then we go into um, Operation Fernbridge. Okay, now I've been trying to find the, um, you know, they do the documents, so I can't find them. Um, again, I don't know whether they've been scrubbed or whether I'm just um, now having issues finding things. Um, again, my computer's all of a sudden just stopped working and I can, can't, like, see anything. Um, so this is from SOT.net. 40 politicians on UK paedophile ring. So this was um, 5th of July 2014. UK police have opened an investigation into claims of a Westminster paedophile ring, saying they have a list of about 40 alleged child abusers, including over 10 current and former British politicians. So this is Peter McKelvey, whose claims prompted Operation Fernbridge, disclosed in his latest report that up to 40 ministers of parliament and peers knew about or took part in the child abuse network okay so this is important because operation chalice which i spoke about um a few days ago which is um the was the investigation into the grooming gangs um concluded two years before this so this this um operation fernbridge fernbridge happened 
afterwards. These people would have been known about during Operation Chalice. Okay, so because there's no way um, seven guys, I mean, nine guys out of 200 were convicted. Seven of those were operating out of a chip shop around the corner from where I was living. There's no way seven um, Asian um, guys trafficked thousands of children around, um, and got away with trafficking thousands of kids around um, the UK and supplied them to people um, in the know. And actually, while I was um, on the air the other day, one of um, the, the people who was watching literally said, um, you know, they they were groomed as part of the Telford Ring and one of their most um, frequent flyers, if you like, were, were police were policemen. So policemen in Telford. This is what's still happening. It's still happening in Telford. It's still happening in the rest of the UK. But the important thing is, this is two years after Operation Chalice um, said that there was only nine people. Like they, they they know about these people. They would have known about these people. Um, so this was a Scotland Yard investigation into allegations of paedophile networks with links to Downing Street. Um, lawmakers, including former ministers and household names from all three main political parties included on the list. Now, I keep saying that and it's really interesting that this um, site is saying that because if you follow the mainstream media, which is complete crap, um, they will um, heavily weigh it on one political party. They won't often talk about it cross party. They'll be like, so-and-so is a paedophile, but so-and-so is trying to bring them down. It's all of them. And even the ones who aren't doing it know about who is doing it and they're covering up for them. OK, so it's just as they are as bad. They are as complicit. Um, now, some of the alleged child abusers remain active in UK Parliament, while several others, including Cyril Smith and Peter Morrison, have already died. Um, so McKelvey said, I believe there are sufficient grounds to carry out a formal investigation to allegations of up to 20 MPs and Lords over the last three to four decades. Some still alive, some dead. The list is there. Um, at least one witness has told police that he was abused by a Tory MP when he was under 10 in the 1980s. Um, so this is PM David Cameron ordered Mark Sedwell, the permanent secretary for the UK's Home Office, to conduct an internal investigation into what happened in the dossier. Now, the interesting thing is this was brought up again today. Um, and star at Mark Sedwell, pedophile in Parliament. Um, and they're talking again about... Um, Oh, it's not going to let me open it, is it? <laughs> um, oh my god, I got to go to Twitter to find it. Like this is what it does to me. Like I know that was um, that's an article from today. The the Express and Star put it out. Gosh, this is bad, isn't it? Sorry, guys. I, uh, I thought I'd um, copied it over. <sighs> I tried to share this document actually a lot. Um, uh, I tried to share this link and it was just, it was such a nightmare trying to share it. It kept blocking it when I was sharing it on Facebook, I shared it on Twitter, I shared it on my WhatsApp group. Um, and I couldn't actually, like nobody could open it. It would just block it and show it up empty. news, um, come on. Sorry, guys, I thought I had this link. Uh, these are all from today. Huh. 
So, because this is going to talk about the Dickens list, um, and he um, had a list of over 130 uh, uh, MPs, uh, uh, 130 MPs, um, including Lord Britain, but he didn't give, uh, sorry, not Lord Britain, including uh, Ian Britton, who didn't give him that one. Oh, I bet Twitter have deleted it, haven't they? What a bunch of C units. Yeah, it's gone. Oh my God. That's what keeps happening to my staff is it keeps getting deleted. <sighs> okay, well, it's been brought up today by the expression staff. Um, okay, so obviously Jimmy Savile is is obviously well known and people still say it's not true it doesn't happen there's not a you know, there's not a thing um so then somebody did an foi request 2014 um uh, with regards to um furbank and fernbridge um and basically this is they were asking all of these amazing questions <laughs> Um, you know, can you tell me who's been questioned? Can you tell me um, the names of the suspects? Can you confirm MI5 is sabotaging the police investigation? Um, can you confirm that Thorngarth School is now closed due to Fernbridge? Can you confirm the Met is interviewing suspects? Special Branch was involved in a previous investigation. Why the 1991 investigation to Elms Guest House was stopped after four months? So it's worth um, reading all of these questions because this person who's done the SFOI request um, ha obviously has some insider knowledge because this is 2014. Um, so can you confirm that you've seized a second video that appears to have former cabinet minister attending a child sex party and that same minister is also in the 1982 video which contains um, a minister um, abusing a child. So these are things that I would say the general public just didn't know about. So they are literally saying, can you confirm, can you say, can you confirm, can you say? Um, so this is really interesting because you can find out all of the things that they must have been doing. However, <laughs> they just say, no, we can't. Current investigation. No, we can't. No, we can't. No, we can't. So you, they, they do, even though there is an FOI request, you don't get no information from it. There's nothing. It's not, it doesn't tell you anything. Um, but actually, um, the questions are quite interesting because those are questions that people just genuinely, generally wouldn't know. Um, so then we have Operation U-Tree. And obviously, I've already spoken about the complete, absolute debacle, farcical scandal of the current um, investigations, child cover-up, sex, grooming that's going on at the minute. It's just still a cover-up. Um, so then Utree. Utree was separate. So Chalice and Utree kind of happened at the same time. Utree was specifically into, um, supposed to be into famous people. Um, and then Chalice was grooming gangs. Um, so... On the 11th of December 2012, Metropolitan Police Service stated that the investigation of the abuse undertaken by Mr. Saville had been completed and the report of Operation YouTube was being prepared for publication to 2013. Now, I can't find it. 
So it may have been there and may have been removed, um, but I, I was hunting for the thing, right? Um, I found um, de declassified CIA documents on aliens um, faster than I found the information about all of these things. Um, <clears throat> so as the 18th of April, as of the 18th of April 2014, an unnamed 73-year-old man was held at an address in North London who became the 17th arrest pursuant to the Operation Nutrient Inquiry. Um, ugh, he's just disgusting. Jimmy Savile, but he's not the only one. Um, so obviously we've got down the side um, some who've been tried, acquitted and convicted. Um, so we've got Gary Glitter, Dave Lee Travis, Max Clifford, Dave Smith, Freddie Starr, Wilfred Death, Ted Beeson, Jim Davidson, Rolf Harris, Jimmy Tarbuck, Chris Denning, Paul Gambaccini and Michael Salmon. Um, but just finding information is just hard on these things. Um, and I didn't expect it to be this hard. So like I, I am genuinely shocked. Um, okay, so we've got a Labour lawmaker. Um, so this is 2015. So detectives received information from a top UK Labour lawmaker on alleged sex abuse cases that stretch over 10 years. Um, accused of paedophilia after two parliamentarians contacted police to notify them of the sensitive information. Um, so detectives are said to have received information on alleged sex abuse um, over the stretch of 10 years. Um, I was told that as far back as 10 years ago, he was having young boys delivered to a hotel just a few hundred yards from a local police headquarters. But some of the cases were as recent as 18 months ago. Okay, so this is how little they fear being caught. The hotel was round the corner from a police headquarters. The police know. The police know when they try to, when you have good policemen trying to investigate it, they get it shut down, they get moved, they get sent to Coventry. So um for those of you who are watching from outside the UK, Coventry is in the Midlands. So it's um it's a bit it's about 70 miles south of where I am. But it's a good hundred and something miles away from London. And being sent to Coventry literally means you're getting moved out of your um position um, and being sent somewhere out of the way. That's what being sent to Coventry means. <laughs> it's bad. Um, so cover up by MI5. So I, I, I kind of alluded to the fact that they were all in on it and they were all covering up. And we're gonna I'm gonna show you stuff that isn't just uh uh internet news in a, in a, I'm gonna show you some of those things. So Britain's MI5 security services covered up for paedophile members of the UK government under then Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher to avoid political embarrassment. Local media reported Thursday, citingly citing recently unsealed trove of cabinet files. Like I can't find them. I was like, oh great, let me go find them. Nope. Um, I can tell you that they're still doing it. So this is what they do. They they half admit things. So because um, Maggie Thatcher was knocking around in the 80s, um, all the stuff's come out about Jimmy Savile and him obviously being very close to Maggie Thatcher. Of course, they're going to talk about her because it's already the public already know about that. They're not admitting anything new. They're still doing it they're still doing it otherwise um the information would be out there 
So the, the documents reportedly found among unsorted papers stored by the Covenant Office indicate that in 1986, head of MI5 at the time, Anthony Duff, informed Cabinet Secretary Robert Armstrong that an unnamed senior Tory lawmaker had a penchant for small boys. So this is, I just wanted to show you that it's both sides. Really, please do get out of the idea that, that one side's better than the other. They're all disgusting. Um, <clears throat> So station named several key Westminster fig figures who were allegedly embroiled in the child sexual abuse scandal, including Thatcher's parliamentary private secretary, Peter Morrison. Um, and he um, was uh, used to hang around with Jimmy Savile a lot. Home secretary, Leon Britton. Um, diplomat, Sir Peter Heyman. And Northern Ireland minister, William Van Straubenzi. Funnily enough, all four have passed away. So this is this is why they will talk about these people. Um, and just so you know, the NSPCC um, are amazing at covering up the scandal. If they genuinely cared, they genuinely cared, genuinely wanted to do um, good genuinely uh were interested in safeguarding children um they've had a long time to actually do something good and something powerful they should have backed up the police um uh inspectors and chiefs and all of those who were actually um doing things for good and instead they just align themselves with the government why because they're in bed with the government that's where they get their money from they get their money from the government like you might give them money for charity but the government owns them he owns all of them they have to, because they have to control the narrative. Um, so this is um, paedophile, uh, oh, MI5 using paedophiles as blackmail, right? Uh, so MI5 blackmailed paedophile politicians over Belfast Boys Home Abuse Inquiry Here's So this is May 2016. So an inquiry into allegations of mistreatment, including sexual abuse at Belfast Boys Home, has restarted amid claims MI5 agents knew about the alleged abuses but chose to use them to blackmail paedophile public figures. OK, so we as a democrat, supposedly democratic country, elect our officials then very much like the CIA does with the American politicians who, you know, honey traps them, um, offers them stuff, get, gets them drugged up, gets them to do dodgy stuff, records it, then blackmails them. This is the exact same thing MI5 does to our politicians. Um, and for those of you who are living in different countries, so, you know, Australia will be the same, Canada's the same, they're all the same. This has been going on for hundreds of years. This is, this is, this is embedded into our leaders and not just the the parliament you know the royal families to the the heads of organizations um that, that they're all corrupt um so the inquiry will hear from claimants who allege a vip pedophile ring preyed on those who live there now the thing that makes me um really angry is um the bbc who know who we know have been covering up for paedophiles for god knows how long right who now say the idea of a paedophile a vip paedophile ring or an elite paedophile ring is just ludicrous like 
anyone who believes them after they said that and it's you know i'm insane I'm insane for thinking these things. Like the information's there. Even you can even find these tiny bits of information. So underlying the allegations or suggestions that MI5, the UK's internal security service, knew about the claimed abuses. Rather than reporting them, however, MI5 is alleged to have used its knowledge to blackmail senior political figures. Um, in August 2014, former intelligence officer Captain Brian Gemmel claimed that his attempts to investigate at the time were cut short by his superiors. He told The Independent that before he was told to leave the Kinkora case alone in the mid-70s um, on the grounds that the service didn't involve itself with homosexual matters, um, I had a meeting at a hotel on Buckingham Palace Road. Um, so, <clears throat> so, MI5 are covering it up, um, but so does the PM. And again, this is just one. I've just found like one of each ones. You can go do your own digging. So this is um, our own Satan. We've got Theresa May here. British PM blocks elite paedophile inquiry on grounds of national security. Um, British PM tees. Theresa May's blocked evidence relating to, oh, that's just the same thing twice. Uh, Ms. May used her position as Prime Minister to suppress documents containing explosive information on the investigation into allegations of child abuse by MP Cyril Smith. The documents are thought to shed light on the years of ongoing paedophilia and child abuse within Westminster and contain names of several high level politicians in the UK and US who are connected to an elite paedophile ring. So the BBC who says it's not true obviously isn't reading um, anybody else's news um, because everybody else has found all this information out. Um, speaking in the House of Commons, Labour MP Lisa Nandy blasted the PM for helping to cover up um, allegations of child abuse. Um, she challenged Amber Rubb to confirm the survivors of Cyril Smith who've waited for decades for justice. So whether papers on historic allegations of child abuse against Smith will be withheld from inquiries for reasons of national security. Yeah. So Cyril Smith was a Liberal MP for Rochdale in the 1970s. Okay, so Rochdale um, is, so Rotherham, Rochdale and Telford, the big, big grooming scandals. And it came to light. So these are the three that came to light. Obviously, Islington was suppressed by Jeremy Corbyn and his brother, Piers Corbyn, who's supposed to be a man of the people, has never pressed his brother. Like... Come on, if you, like Piers Corbyn is a shill, he is a plant, he is controlled opposition. If he wasn't, he would have been, his mission would be to take his brother down. Like, honestly, if I found out one of my family members was covering up some grooming scandal, like, I would do everything in my power to bring them down. It's just disgusting. Also, when you look into Islington, it's got more care homes than pretty much any other kind of sector. Um, in Like, it's, he's corrupt, he's disgusting. They all are. Um, but so Rochdale obviously is one of the three that was investigated by Operation Chalice, which again we know um, seven out of the nine who were convicted were from Telford. Um, so he died in 2010. 
Uh, the Crown Prosecution Service admitted he would have faced prosecution for allegations of child abuse were he still alive with allegations that he that had surfaced since, right? So that means the police service in Rochdale, the social services in Rochdale, the council in Rochdale, some of the schools in Rochdale, like, elite, like they would have been involved. They would have been involved because if he was and he was doing it when he was mayor, they would have known about it and they would have covered it up because the kids would have told the kids say <sighs> sorry i get angry because it's just pissing me off now um so here we go the police covering it up because they do that's what they do and this is the last bit on sex and pedophiles I'm getting really angry. Okay, so UK Independent Police Complaints Commission said that it informed 25 serving and four former Essex police officers that they will be subject to an investigation for their handling of child sexual abuse cases. So that's 29 police officers from Essex. So the IPCC into Essex Police North Child Abuse Investigation Team, um, CIA, CAIT, is looking at 49 separate cases relating to the handling of child abuse inquiries reported between 2011 and 2015. So this is after Operation Chalice. This is after Operation Utree. Um, this is after all of the national scandals and inquiries, and even the one they've just done in the UK didn't do Essex. So they are still covering it up. And, and people are saying, well, why would the government do what they're doing? They're obviously trying to save us from this horrific disease. Like, they just wake up, genuinely. Uh, wake up, like, they're just like, so failing to make reasonable inquiries. Well, because they know it's happening and they don't, there's no point. Some of them may, might have been good police officers. Um, in another case, also on investigation by the IPCCC, IPCC, 42 police officers in South Yorkshire for their handling of the Rotherham scandal, right? I can tell you that Telford hasn't had a mass police social services um, clear out. Um, it's disgusting. They're disgusting. They all need to be taken down. Okay, so now we've got, and then we go into human trafficking and child trafficking. So back in the limelight is uh, Theresa May, um, who had to admit that, do we see her face today? Ugh. Sorry, this is annoying when they do all these random adverts. Like, come on, new sites. This is why people won't listen, read your sites. It's really irritating. Um, more than 10,000 children in care went missing last year amid fears of exploitation by child grooming gangs. Like, this is 2018. It's still happening. It comes amid fears of child grooming after scandals in Rotherham and Telford. It's still happening. Um, but actually, where's the one? There's the one where uh, Theresa May admits that she sold them. This isn't the one. This isn't the one. This is supposed to be Theresa. 
I admit selling 10,000 kids. She got forced to admit it. There we go. Traffic kids sold in the UK for 16,000. There we go. UK government, we accidentally sold 10,000 kids. Let me just that I'll keep that one open so 2018 UK government has admitted it accidentally sold at least 10,000 children to known child traffickers in the last year alone tens of thousands of children mysteriously disappear from government care every year where they are groomed by sex traffickers recently released government data reveals it comes amid concerns that young people are falling into the hands of gangs of grooming children following recent scans in T Rotherham and Telford so one 1,720 cases of children disappearing for more than a week among 60,720 total reported disappearances last year. It's disgusting. It's still happening. More than 1,500% of victims and 110 suspects have been identified, identified by the NCA in the Rotherham investigation. Um, but nobody's been, there was only nine people. Remember, nine people were arrested and some of them came out again. And then, right, let's delete that because I don't need that one. I don't need that one. And I'll keep that one open to add. Um, Okay, so if that's not enough, um, if they want something else, uh, they go to war. Um, you know, they're quite happy to kill. So we already know that they're they're raping and abusing and trafficking children for currency. Um, but if that's not working um, and they want something else, uh, then they go to war. So this is uh, Craig Murray, who is the former UK ambassador. I worked for the British Foreign Office. I became a vision. Craig. <laughs> Chill out, Craig. Um, we're gonna watch his like three minute thing. Um and uploaded is the documents that he's compiled um which lay out um torture at the hands. So we were we were uh, taught like the UK are torturing people uh, on purpose. So He's got the documents of the memos um, that he was sending and he was receiving back. Um, so I'm just going to... I worked for the British Foreign Office. I, I became a British ambassador. I was a British diplomat for 20 years. I was always very patriotic to be British. I was very, very proud. I remember uh, when I first became a visitor and first went out in my own flag car with the Union Jack flying on the front as the ambassador. You, you know, I had a lump in my throat. It was a proud moment for me. Uh, it was only six months after that I discovered that in the country where I was ambassador, we and the Americans were shipping people in order for them to be tortured. And some of them were tortured to death. Now, as you may imagine, uh, my worldview changed. Uh, it was at the same time, about a month later, we invaded Iraq against the will of the Security Council. Not just without permission of the Security Council, but in the full knowledge if they'd gone to the Security Council, we would have been voted down. And I, as a British diplomat, saw all the internal memos uh, that went through that decision. Um, I know for certain I used to be head of the FCO unit that monitored Iraqi weapons of mass destruction. 
I know for certain, I can tell you, that they knew there weren't any. It wasn't a mistake. It was a lie. Um, I think it is impossible to be proud of the United Kingdom. I think when we invaded Iraq, we did to the United Nations what Hitler and Mussolini did to the League of Nations. And, and I think what we've done since, uh, where you know, the truth is often much hidden uh, in the bombing. If you look, Libya, disaster now. We bombed it. We killed 15,000 people when NATO bombed Sirte, something they never told you on the BBC. And did we make it better? No. I've seen, I saw in Uzbekistan, I saw the gas contract signed by Imran and a company called Unical, which George Bush Sr. was on the board uh, to dig out gas pipelines from Uzbekistan and Kazakhstan uh, over Afghanistan uh, down to the uh, Indian Ocean. That was actually uh, what the Afghan war was about. They actually had talks with the Taliban and Unical uh, to see if the Taliban uh, would provide pipeline security. Uh, the person who held those talks was the, uh, the consultant for UNICEF, who was a certain Mr. Karzai, uh, who, after being employed by George Bush Sr. as a consultant, went on to become president of, of Afghanistan. That was their plan B. Uh, the Taliban wouldn't do it to be invaded. Uh, it's usually, I've seen it on the inside, it's almost always about control of resources. It is Every bit as corrupt as the, uh, our first speaker. I'm sorry, I'm also terrible at names. Andrew, Andrew. You are absolutely right, Andrew. And uh, I can tell you it's not an academic construct. The system stinks. Westminster stinks. The British government is deeply, deeply immoral. They don't care how many people they kill abroad if it advances them. And anybody uh, who votes no is voting to support a, a psychological, a, a psychologically flawed, a pathological state, which is a danger in the world, a rogue state, a state prepared to go to war uh, to make a few people wealthy. That's why I say it's not possible to be a decent person and vote no, and we shouldn't be ashamed to say that. Okay, so obviously now they've started killing uh, their own. So, you know, with the, the, the murder in the care homes um, and all of those other things. So they, they, they <laughs> so, you might be asking why uh so for those of you who don't know why uh the uk government are currently killing its own people um it's because there is no pension money there is no pension money um they spent it they they've lost it they've gambled it they've done whatever they've done with it this is why the pension age keeps rising so the fastest way to recoup any money is by um, killing the old people, killing those who have um, disabilities, um, because they, they cost too much money to look after. That's it. They're also crashing the NHS um, because it's corrupt anyway. Um, but if they crash the NHS, then we have to pay for our own um, health care. Um, and obviously, they don't have the money to pay for these things anymore. So they've been printing money, but they, they, they're killing us because they've, they've spanked all the money. Um, so there's the link to um, Craig's uh, website that's definitely worth checking it out. Um, he has been like, um, <laughs> bringing down the house. Uh, these, these articles going way back to 2010 and before. Um, so this will take you to his files um, and the documents where he's talking about people, um, the emails uh, where he's saying, you know, um, the, the torture. Like, 
Um, so then there's also obviously our Catherine Gunn, who also tried to stop the Iraq war. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, 15 years ago today, a leaked memo between UK and US spy agencies, GCHQ and the NSA was released to the public. It detailed collusion between governments to illegally bug the United Nations in an attempt to swing Tony Blair's vote to invade Iraq, a war that would go on to kill, wound or displace tens of millions of people. A decade and a half of UK and US bombing of Iraq continues. And the story of that whistleblower has become a Hollywood film starring Keira Knightley and Matt Smith, former GCHQ and whistleblower Catherine Gunn, joins me now. Catherine, thanks for coming on the show in person. If anyone doesn't know who you are, arguably they're going to know about uh, you shortly. Do you think uh, Kira Knightley playing you in a new film, Official Secrets, is going to make more people aware of what you did as a whistleblower and what you went through? Oh, I hope so. Yeah, I think uh, I think it's a, a it's a good. Um, choice and she's going to do a fantastic job. I've been working with uh, both Gavin and the producers um, and hopefully we'll be meeting Kira fairly. Hopefully the film will reach out to people who maybe don't generally uh, look in in alternative directions. So, I mean, this marks 15 years now since uh, you blew the whistle on GCHQ NSA uh, collusion, connivance. Mm -hmm to get us into a, a war that killed, wounded, or uh, injured maybe tens of millions of people. What, what does it feel like? As I described in a press conference, it's like if you see an elderly person struggling with their bags and somebody comes and tries to rob them of their purse or something, what would be your instinct? Run and try and assist the elderly person. If you see a child crossing the road and there's traffic coming, you try and leap in and grab them. It's an instinctive kind of reaction. And when I saw that memo, um, I just thought, this is a red flag. You know, I, I, I had no choice. I had to do something. It was just immediate response. An instinctive reaction to break the Official Secrets Act <laughs> and uh, possibly harm relations between London and Washington and to, uh, to expose a memo that... Uh, talked about the UN Security Council and Britain's getting into the Iraq war. Yeah, well, expose uh, wrongdoing, expose duplicitous behavior. Um, and, you know, I think anybody looking back now, I, there are very few of the people who initially championed the war uh, who are still holding on to the same position. I mean, I think virtually everybody who at one point thought it was a good idea have now backtracked. I mean, it was a disastrous decision. It was an illegal war. Um, and uh, the specifically was arguably not about Iraq. It was about process, wasn't it? Well, it was about legitimizing the invasion um, and nobbling the UN Security Council. Yes, uh, intercepting the domestic and office communications of the six Sung nations that were sitting on the UN Security Council at the time in order to bribe them or intimidate them or, you know, embarrass them in however way possible to vote for that uh, second UN resolution that would have given the US and the UK that legal cover for a preemptive strike. And that, that does not exist. Even to this day, there is no legal cover. There is no justification for preemptive strike. I was aware of the fact that Iraq 
was not a threat to the US and the UK. You know, it was a country that had suffered uh, years of war, years of sanction, and they were struggling to pull themselves together again. Just advice to anyone watching who may be working at a military installation or any government in the world, we go out internationally, let alone here in Britain. So if they're thinking about it right now, what should they be uh, focusing on as to whether to go public? It's, it's obviously, it's a very personal decision and it's a very difficult decision. But I was speaking to Matthew Ho, who's a former US- We've had him on the show. Yeah. And you know that he will tell you that there's um, a lot of uh, evidence pointing at the fact that um, suicide levels, the rates of suicide amongst veterans, for example, is extremely high. It's about 6% higher than the their non population. Yes, and you know, and they now know that some people don't commit suicide from PTSD. They commit suicide from guilt. It's the guilt eating up inside which causes them to t take their own life. And we also have the example of Larry Wilk Wilkerson, who was the senior aide to um, Colin Powell. Um, and he's told me personally that he's eaten up by guilt. He prepared Colin Powell's brief that went in front of the UN, um, and which persuaded vast numbers of people that the invasion was necessary. And he is consumed by guilt. So now his uh, way of um, appeasing this is, is to shout as loud as he can about the abuses. So don't wait till you yourself are suffering from this um, position, this you know, malady of being mentally tortured by guilt. If you know something, if you think it is in the public interest to know, please bring it forward. And you are not alone because in, in the time that I blew the whistle, you know, there wasn't the blowing as it were. And um, it was, for me, I, fa I found it very isolating. But now there's a community of people. There's all kinds of organizations that will help support you and defend you, and support your family and so on. So it's, uh, it's growing. Catherine Gunn, thank you. Ooh, 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 I don't know I Hi, I'm Dr. Amy. Sorry about that. Um, and hopefully, so people who are watching that, um, if you know stuff about what's going on, like please, 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 please share. Um, so there's just a bit more information about Catherine Gunn, and again, it had to come from the BBC. I I don't know what's going on right now. Um, so okay, so if they want stuff, they need resources. Um, they uh, they would just go 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 to war and and the UK um, and you know France and all of that or the old old nations this is how they have operated for hundreds of years and it is no different um, and I grew up with, with my dad was in the RAF my mum was in the RAF until she got pregnant uh, my uncle was in the navy my granddad was in the police force like I grew up in a home that um, was for queen and country like uh it makes me it genuinely makes me sick and i know for a fact that the servicemen when they they, re, they all know by the time that they're leaving is that they their friends have died for no noble causes their friends have not died for protecting the country or the realm their friends have died because the government is corrupt um 
it's it's just it's heartbreaking it's heartbreaking um and so okay so that's once they're in power that's how they hold on to their power uh, one of the ways they hold on to the power um but also uh they lie to get into office so uh, they will rig elections and this has got nothing so before you guys start talking about the russia scandal in the uk there is no russian scandal there was no russian involvement in the brexit negotiations that's a lie that's an msn perpetuated bullshit lie because they want us to be part of the eu okay so that's not how they do it um they don't need russia to rig an election um it looks like so this is like the a quiet corner of these dang <laughs> sorry it just keeps playing um so actually let me just check that nobody's talking to me uh, it doesn't look like it and it's because i can't see messages so if you are talking to me then i apologize um so this is um channel four news so there's only a few videos um but you're about to spot somebody somebody you know um uh <laughs> trying to uh bring down let's turn this off in case it does that again um somebody you know trying to bring down their government so uh this is about the um one of the ways they will rig an election okay so this is a channel four um inquiry that happened wait a minute how long was this uh, 2016. That's Michael Crick. It looks like a quiet corner of East Anglia, but in the middle of 2014, Clacton on Sea was thrust centre stage in British politics. The sudden decision of the local Tory MP Douglas Carswell to defect to UKIP was in effect a declaration of war. In the by-election that autumn, Clacton was flooded with Tory MPs, full-time staff and money. I haven't written anything off, Michael. That's why I'm here. All out to stop UKIP winning their first Westminster seat. By a team from Conservative HQ in London. And emails and other evidence from Clacton show a pattern of behaviour across three by-elections the Tories fought that year. We uh, were taken over by central office staff. They acted so swiftly within 24 hours. They had a team of people, um, you know, knuckling down in, in our association office in Clacton, and they worked very hard indeed. When Channel 4 News first exposed this story, we found that the Conservatives had spent almost £90,000 on three by-elections in 2014 which wasn't included on the party's official expense returns. If the money had been declared, then in each of those campaigns, the party would have been well over the official spending limit. In particular, we found that the Tories booked almost 1,200 nights of local hotel accommodation, none of it officially declared. And now we found another hotel here in the Clacton constituency. And we've also spoken to Tories involved in the campaign in this seat who say they're deeply at the way their party seems not to have stuck by the law. Katie Woodland had just become Conservative campaign manager in Shropshire and she was among staff brought to Clacton to help out, put up at the Premier Inn. 
We showed her her bill for her room and hundreds of other hotel rooms the Tories booked in by-elections that year. The fact that it happened in three by-elections, one after the other, it's systematic. It's, and they know the law, you know, they've, they've been running elections for years. Indeed, the party sent Woodland on a legal training day where she learned what expenses should be declared and about the £100,000 limit on by-election spending. That's why she's so shocked the hotels weren't disclosed. I had a full day of that and the other, you cannot do this, you can't do that. You know, we had it drummed into us what, what Notional was, you know, talking about you can't, you know, your stamp, if somebody donates some stamps to you, you still need to declare it. So all, all of us in that room went away knowing at no point can you spend more than what you're supposed to, you know, and the consequences are that you'll go to prison. You know, I'm not going to go to prison for anyone to do it three in a row and to do it pretty big in a couple of other places means there was... There was full intention behind it. You know, if they went over by a couple of rooms because they'd miscalculated, you know, 30, 40 pound accidentally, that, that's different to, you know, six, seven, 40, 50,000 pounds. Okay, so uh, just, <laughs> uh, so that was obviously me. Um, now I want to talk a little bit more about that because I can talk, um, oh, I can talk. <laughs> um, so the reason why I've included that is because obviously at the end of the, the last video I did somebody was uh, obviously calling me out um, so I can tell you that um, I initially would not appear on camera uh, because I still live in Telford um, and while the the party were doing very dodgy things is actually there were some very very nice people I worked with who I don't I don't believe knew like it wasn't a common I didn't know it was happening until Channel 4 contacted me I also explicitly told Channel 4 I would only talk about it if they were doing a thorough investigation into all of the parties um so I know for a fact, and even um, Nigel Farage admitted live on, on TV that they did wraparounds on their newspapers that they didn't declare. And he literally said, we all do it. And they do all do it. Um, so I got very angry with Channel 4 because they, they, they railroaded the Conservative Party and they were all in on it. So that this... this don't trust any of the mainstream media. I, I learned the hard way, okay? I can tell you that I was there for a week. There were hundreds of Conservative members there. There were train loads of MPs, literally train loads of MPs showing up every single morning um, who were going out and campaigning. So that's train fare, that's lunches that were paid for, that's cars that were paid for, that's hotels that were paid for. They had three hotels. They had the Conservative Party. It, it was huge. And this went to the financial, this went to, uh, this is investigated by the police um and nothing happened nothing happened and it wasn't just so there was three different campaigns that happened so um i was involved in clacton it also happened um with robert jenrick uh, i went up wherever that was um and i went up with a carload of people but that happened every single day so the the conserv the difference between the conservative party and the other parties is the fact that they have a hell of a lot of money to throw at things um 
because they have the big donors. Labour Party will go and they they bus people in from outside. And also after the whole battle bus scandal, so again, they did it again. Like this, they 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 just don't care. They don't, they don't care. If they want to win, they will do whatever they can to win. So as part of the 2015 election, they had uh, battle buses. Uh, the Conservative Party had battle buses where they would pay um for uh you know, members to get on a bus, they get fed, they they get hotels, they get everything and they get like uh, bussed around the country to, uh, they were called the 4040s, uh, with 40 seats that the Conservative Party needed to win to get, uh, to win the entire thing. So the 4040 seats had them. Um, and obviously lots of bad stuff happened on those battle buses. There was a young lad who ended up uh, committing suicide because he was um, sexually abused and abused by a Conservative uh, Party member. Um, and so the battle bus never came to Telford. It didn't come to Telford. Um, it went to Cannock, and the reason why I didn't come to Telford is because uh, I'd obviously lodged complaints about Lucy Allen. We'll talk about her in a second. She's next. Um, so it never came to Telford. She kind of got dropped and ignored. Um, initially, she got lots of support, and then she got dropped and ignored because I was just kicking off um, at the, the the lovely guy who was um, above me, who was looking after me, um, and looking after the campaign managers, who did look after me, and I've said multiple times he looked after me, so I'm very angry with a lot of the reporting. I will not say his name. Um, because I still have loyalty to him. Um, he he genuinely looks after me through all of the crap that I experienced. But um, so I knew, like, I was not, there's no way I was going to go to prison for Lucy Allen. No way. I, on my expenses that got handed in, so I, I literally had to count. I had every single stamp. I had pens allocated for. I had all of these allocated for. But because I was good at my job, I had hundreds of volunteers who would show up every single week. Um, they would bring packed lunches. Um, they bring packed lunches. Or we we'd sometimes get a round of. Um, so the, the 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 way you count the uh, elect, uh, the expenses is you get different amounts that you can spend per different periods. You've got the long campaign and the short campaign, and there's a there's a set amount for the long campaign and a set amount for the short campaign. And during the long campaign, you have a lot more money um, to spend. And so we would buy lunch and stuff like that. But there is not the money to do that in the short campaign. So there was no lunches bought. There was no volunteer. Like it was all voluntary. Um, and we reused maps. So we printed maps in the long campaign and we kept them and reused them. Now, because you're using them, they still go down as a nominal fee. So you haven't actually purchased it, um, but you have to kind of apportion some kind of monetary value to it because it is a resource you're using. Um, and so my expenses were like line by line, the chair that we were sitting on, the computers that we were using, all of those things were in there. Um, and the Labour Party, the Labour Council um, in Telford, because they lost, so the Labour lost in Telford and uh, Lucy Allen got elected. Labour tried to do a, 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 they went to the police. They told the police that I was, um, I'd rigged the um, election in Telford. They told the police that I needed to be investigated on criminal charges. Um, that, that this is why I could say the other day, the Labour Party are disgusting individuals. 
Um, and the only reason I knew about that is because when Channel 4 actually contacted me, they were asking me about my expenses that I'd put in for the Conservative Party in Telford. And I was like, mate, if you go and download them, you will see like stamp, you see everything. Mine were completely squeaky clean because I was not going to go to court. Uh, I wasn't going to go to prison. Like literally I could have faced prison. Um, and so that's why I got really angry when all of the stuff came out about the Conservative Party. So they are all doing it. So the way that the Labour Party do it is because they don't have money. This is why they're, they're hyperactive in universities. You know, they brainwash the students is they bus students around. Um, so because I'd got hundreds of volunteers and the Labour Party couldn't get anyone to volunteer for them because people in Telford don't like them because they're horrible people. Um, they, they, they were telling the police that I was paying them and because I hadn't declared paid for people, um, I, I was lying. Um, and I needed to be arrested on criminal charges. That's what the, the Labour Party in Telford tried to do. They tried to get me arrested for uh, on criminal corruption charges because they lost the election. Um, and at that time, I was a sitting parish councillor. So I had won a, a seat in where I live as a parish councillor and they were trying to get me sent to prison because I am I was promoting a different political party as soon as I found out how corrupt everything was I walked away but what didn't didn't know everything then um but this is how corrupt they are I'm and and I'm only a parish councillor the parish councillors deal with like lights <laughs> and Christmas trees and Christmas decorations and the library like it's it's nothing <laughs> this is how corrupt the the politics are from the top to the bottom and any good politicians i.e i fought for the people in my my parish i fought to get um things done for the people in my parish um and I just, I got abuse after abuse after abuse after abuse. I've got secret recordings of the parish meetings. I tried to get, um, so the, the local parish are corrupt. They are deciding votes before they get there, which is against uh, the rules and regulations. I had proof of that. We had proof of corruption with regards to laundering money. We had proof of all of those things that are happening and we kept turning it over, kept turning it over, but it never went anywhere. Okay, so this is, it is so ingrained, it is truly disgusting. Um, I'm not sure what you're talking about yet. Oh, um, you could marry me and become American, then you wouldn't have to worry about the UK. <laughs> I think it's probably the same over there. Um, thank you. I've never had a, uh, um, a proposal whilst... <laughs> I was talking about corruption, but I want you guys to know, like, this is not my first rodeo. Like, I have been try, I tried to um, fight from the inside. I have. I even then tried to fight from the outside. Um, and so, I'm just really grateful to all of the other digital soldiers, and I'm truly grateful for Trump, who is um, clearing out the swamp and and helping band people together across the world because it is about time. The, these bad, bad people get pulled down. But it's really important for anyone in the UK that you actually start paying attention because hopefully that you've seen um, that the UK and the USA collude on a lot of these things. Like 
not just happening in the US. Like it was, it was the Steele dossier was an, an English MI6 agent. Like that was us. Like we made that up. <sighs> bad, bad people. Right. Okay. So we've got a little bit more. Um, and then, um, that's, that's this done with. So again, it's just about giving you little, little, bits of information springboarding you into your own investigation um, but where I can I will talk about things that I've got personal experience in um, so that you um, can see both sides of the coin but again you might have better luck at finding these documents because I don't know whether I'm being <laughs> I should have used the VPN I should have done it anonymously but the thing was I was way too I was already going to get rounded up for trying to go after the Conservative Party in 2016 so you know it's not worth it <laughs> I'm already on the list you know if they win if they win I'll be uh, among the first uh, having a knock at the door let's be honest okay so let's go back to um the document and again you've got links to those things oh, there we are um to see more so carry on with the show um so they will try and they will do whatever they want to get into power um even when they're in power they are disgusting individuals so for those of you who want to know about lucy allen um this is lucy allen <laughs> so i I um, got in touch with the guy who was looking after the campaign managers and um, for about two months um, he was intervening in Lucy's behaviour. Um, she is psychotic, narcissistic and she is an evil, evil, evil woman. Evil woman who wanted to be in power. She is old money. So we know... Um, I would not be surprised to find out that her family are involved in things that are truly shocking, truly disgusting. It would not surprise me um, at all. She will scream, she will shout, she will. She used to leave uh, messages on my phone, uh, which were truly horrific. And I said I was not going to work for her anymore. And I was just handing in my notice and I was going. And instead, I was asked whether I would go and support Anna Subri instead. So I then went from Telford to Nottingham once a week and I went and did Anna Subri's campaign. However, because the, the lady who was um, my second, so lovely Ariane Plumley was my second, um, she stepped into my campaign management role, but she didn't have any of the training that I'd had. She didn't never worked um, to the same level as I had before um, in other organisations. Um, so I also ran Telfer's campaign from the background and I had to have secret meetings with Ariane because if Lucy found out that I was still running her campaign, um she would have just gone insane um so i <laughs> i was doing two campaigns at once um and ariane was kind of being the, the the front for it um and one of the things that i said to ariane straight away was you must download um something on your phone that's going to record all your phone calls make sure you keep a copy of all of your emails so set it up so that all of the emails that come through automatically get sent to a private server um, I also told her, um, I briefed her about how to protect herself because I knew what was coming, right? 
And she'd been in the office. She'd seen the way that I'd been treated. The volunteers had seen the way that I'd been treated. Um, and it, it's, it was just bad, right? So if it was a pleasant work environment, then why would I say those things to Ariane? Anyway, um, so Ariane did exactly what I said, and she had like a wad of documents like this, of proof of bullying um, and harassment uh, and victimization by the witch that is Lucy Allen. Um, and so this is the phone call that, so Ariane did everything properly. Um, so obviously because I was a, an official campaign manager, I had protection. Um, she was employed by Lucy. She was directly employed by Lucy. I was employed by the Conservative Party. So it's two very different things. Um, and so she had to complain to Lucy about Lucy's behaviour. I mean, it is completely fucked up. So she had to complain to Lucy about her own behaviour. Um, so, so then Ariane tried to get in touch with uh, the Conservative Party, but because um, when it's in an election, that Lucy is not part of... Uh, it, it, when so when she won she was no it's not up to the party to discipline it's up to the um independent political whoever they are um I, it was just it was just a complete pass the buck bullshit so Ariane couldn't get anywhere when she was trying to go through proper channels and um, to actually get Lucy reprimanded for her behavior um Ariane was completely destroyed by Lucy by the way that she behaved um now I can tell you like you'd have a conversation with Lucy in the morning and she would say we need to do this 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 10 minutes into you doing the work she would literally flip out um say that you were going behind her back say that it, she was Jen, she was not with it, and um, she, the Ariane, genuinely believed that it was just because it was the last four weeks of the campaign, and the behaviour was not appropriate. But I was like, it's going to be okay. But it just got worse. It got worse and worse and worse and worse. Um, so much so that Ariane got physically sick and went to the doctors. Told Lucy she was going to the doctors. Um, and then Lucy left this insane voice message. I'm walking out on Friday, that in itself, and then telling me that you were actually ill when you clearly worth it for work because you turned up to work. So you know, that's and it's, it's three options for you to think of, and I have to put them in writing. Um, but you won't be paid. You do realise that as well. You won't be paid. So you need you be paid for this. You you be paid for month. You be paid for this month. But if you do misconduct, you won't even get benefits. So you need to really think about what you're doing here. If you've taken any advice, it's not good advice, okay? And perhaps you haven't been honest with the circumstances either. Um, but if I don't understand why I'm not entitled to follow the orders of my doctor. Uh, well, we all know Ariane how that works. You were actually you actually committed the act of gross misconduct on Friday, and then you've gone and got this. And how there. how did I commit the gross misconduct? By walking out of work, failing to follow a reasonable instruction to inform your boss. I know you don't like the fact you've got a boss, and I know it's all coming. I would I would ask, 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 I would ask to stop making assumptions. I actually do. You were very rude on the phone. You made allegations. I don't want to go on with what, this. What allegations? Yes. Are that? Believe, believe it or not. Well, shut up. You just want to be argumentative. Excuse me, Lucy. I would please no, ask you to. Excuse me. I would ask you, you to talk to me no, in a professional manner. 
you do not talk to me in a professional manner. You've never accepted on your boss. You've I have. You are dismissed if you want to be. Now, I'm telling you, you have three choices. You don't have to listen. You have three choices. You can work normally instead of putting on some unbelievable show of dramatics because somebody wants to use your desk for a day. Utterly ridiculous, okay? Totally ridiculous. But bear in mind, if you want misconduct on your record, I don't care if you think you're going to go to papers with all of this because it'll be your name that's up there and what you did that's up there on the internet forever, okay? So don't think that's an option either, okay? No, you're not entitled to be paid if you walk out of the office in the way that you did. Signing yourself off sick after the fact is too late, okay? On Friday. No, sorry. So I'm signing my off on you the day. You were signed off sick on Friday. Yes, I was. I've got, I've got my notes. Listen, if you think you're going to get it back, yeah, you are going to come off work. Please believe me. If you think you're going to be clever, you are going to come off work. So you're, you're advising me to go again. I'm advising you to work as normal. I'm advising you to work as normal. Such a doctor. We all know you're not ill. We've seen a pattern of it. We've seen exactly the pattern. I know how it works. You've taken three days off once a month for four months. No, I haven't. I've never had time off. Five When When you please tell me when the three times? 17th of July. I've got nausea. You don't not turn up for nausea. What planet are you on? Sorry. Gun disappointments or whatever you say. You just don't not turn up for that. Anyway, forget it. It doesn't matter. We don't need to see you again. I don't need to see your doctor's notes. If you want to work normally, the option's there. I think you're turning it down. Is that right? I didn't say that at all. I'm just very... Well, I'll put it in writing so that there's no option. By the way, you can't... And by the way, if you think you can go to some sort of tribunal... You've got to be taking benefits here, Ariane. I, I, I don't want to be on benefits, Lucy. I... I'm trying to. I'm trying to resolve issues you with you. Oh, I'm trying to raise things. You and you're accusing me. Argument. I'm not accusing you of anything, but I'd have you to have it. You. I actually have a life too, okay? And you have around in my life. You've made it incredibly difficult. We knew you didn't want to come into the trade, so you should even guess it. I did come, come in. Of course I did. Oh, of course you did. You're just, just not well enough because you have a little bit of toothache. That's for God's sake. It's the real world. It's the real world. And if you want to take it and go and give it to the newspaper because Katie thinks it's a good idea, go for it. You can resign. What you cannot do is decide to sign yourself off sick for two months. Okay? Because that's how I, I never said it. two months. It's four weeks, do you see? Right, I'm not paying you for that, though. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Who do you think you are? Temporary contract. You're not protected by the law. You didn't say I was protected. I didn't say I was protected by the law at all. I never even. If you find yourself yourself off sick for four months, the only option will be to dismiss you. For how many? If you find yourself off for four weeks, you the only thing you have no idea how you're going to feel tomorrow. We know you. You have no idea how you're going to feel tomorrow. I'm walking out on Friday. That in itself, and then telling me that you were actually ill when you clearly worth it for life because you turned up to work. So, you know, that's and it's the three options you think of, and I have to put them in writing. Um, but you won't be paid, you do realize that as well. You won't be paid, so you need you'll be paid for this week, you'll be paid for this month, you'll be paid for this month. But if you do this conduct, you don't even get benefits, so you need to really think about what you're doing here. 
is if you've taken any advice, it's not good advice, okay? And perhaps you haven't been honest with the circumstances either. Um, I don't understand why I'm not entitled to follow the orders of my doctor. Uh, well, we all know, Ariane, how that works. You were actually, you actually committed the act of gross misconduct on Friday, and then you've gone and got the self And how, how did I commit the gross misconduct? By walking out of work, failing to follow a reasonable instruction to inform your boss. I know you don't like the fact you've got a boss, and I know it's your conscience. I would ask you to stop making assumptions. I actually do. You were very rude on the phone. You made allegations. I don't want to go on with what, this. What allegations? Yes. Are that? Believe, believe it or not, well, shut up. You just want to be you just want to be argumentative. Excuse me, Lizzie. I would please no, ask you to. I would ask you, you to talk to me in a sorry. professional manner. Okay, so you can hear just how pleasant uh, Lucy Allen was, and actually, um, I also heard my name being dropped into that. So, like, I had left. Like I had been gone from this campaign for months and months and months. And Lucy Allen kept saying to everybody that I was the one who was fueling this, that it was Katie Woodland out for a bloody vendetta. Like I didn't know any of this stuff was happening. And the only way, the only reason I knew this was happening was when I got a phone call left i got a phone call from her on my answer machine telling me that i had signed an nda under no circumstances was i allowed to talk to the press because she was going to come after me and i was like try it love uh, because all of my complaints were official and i got copies of all of them um and so i didn't know any <laughs> i didn't know any of this but supposedly for the whole six months while ariane was was kind of running the office and i didn't know where nowhere there like anytime anything went wrong anything like she just was obsessed with saying katie this like she would just um she vilified me to any kind of individual that came in like in the office and i literally told the guy in ahead of uh in, in in charge of campaign managers and i left like i would i didn't say anything to anyone because i just knew it just wasn't worth it um I, but yeah so instantly she's talking about me because for some reason she doesn't believe that ariane can uh, make her own decisions so ariane turned up for work on friday um and then she felt unwell so she got a doctor's appointment and went to the doctors that lucy allen turned up in the afternoon to find ariane gone um and she went batshit crazy um and so you can you can hear how um professional she is so she is a sitting member of parliament she is she is collecting taxpayers money um she is not a nice individual she's not a nice individual she behaves that way towards um anybody and everybody um she she is delusional uh, to say the least right um okay um but she's not the only one okay she's not the only one and it's not only the conservative party it is all of them and i can tell you that um i i know uh labor people who have um affinity with the labor party who said told me the exact same thing happened in there they know exactly what it's like so the thing is it's not just her okay but we have her on um tape we have proof of her because we 
we we did it properly like most of the people who end up um is like in uh parliamentary offices are people straight from university they've got no idea they've got no protection got no idea what's going on which is why she went um she tried with me a few times and i was just like i'm not i don't just I'm, you're not behaving in this way to me like get fucked basically um but she just systematically abused ariane three times she she behaved like that towards me um she left a couple of dodgy email uh, phone messages um and i was gone from there and and told her and she got a copy of of the the reason why i was leaving like i put it down and i linked to the emails and i linked to the recorded phone calls um i was like don't even don't even try it um okay but again it's not just her it's all with the, the this is how they behave right so here we go. This is MP staff have their breast grabbed, buckets slapped, and are treated like bitches. A shocking dossier reveals how sexual harassment is treated, a necessary evil for women in Parliament. So again, this is about um, sexual harassment, but it's not just that. It's you get treated like crap. Absolutely treated like you are something on the bottom of somebody's piece like you are treated by mps um like something you've stepped in um that's it it's just it's horrific um so the thing is uh you're probably thinking okay well why aren't people speaking out well then because then the mi5 either cover it up or they assassinate you yay <laughs> um woo, well done mi5 mi6 um and obviously you know it's happening cia we spoke about before in one of the brainwashing ones that the cia developed a pill back in the 60s that induces a heart attack um i've spoken about um the electromagnetic um pulses and um, that they no longer need a pill they just like point the gun thing at you and induce the heart attack and i had all the declassified documents for all of those um so that's that's what that's where they're up to now but this um it's not secure site i randomly found um so we've got um robin cook diana dr kelly um lord errol marconi lord louis mountbatten uh airy neve john smith Thomas Edward Lawrence, um, Patrice Lumbia, these are the people who are on the MI5 list of assassinations. Um, author Alan Power, Prince Philip had um, M MI6 murder Princess Diana. Um, dying MI5 agent admits to killing Princess Diana in a deathbed confession. Um, Hopkins claims that the main conspirator in the murder of Princess Diana was Prince Philip, but said that he will never be charged with anything, of course. If Prince Philip ever let himself be analysed by a psychiatrist, I'm sure he'd be diagnosed a psychopath. He has all the dark traits. Um, so that's the Queen's uh, husband. So you, for those of you who are outside the UK, you can have a queen and a king. So if there's a king on the throne, you can have a king and a queen. But if it's the queen on the throne, you have a queen and a prince um so that's why he's not king um so you can click each one of these and and, and drill down a bit more so macmillan backs syria assassination parts um mi5 helped ira buy bomb part in us okay so the, 
So all of the terrorist attacks, um, you know, Manchester bombings, um, 7-7, the IRA stuff, um, all of those things, they were orchestrated to get the British public to agree to whatever it was that the parliament needed us to agree to. Um, so, I so just know that, like any real terrorist plots are foiled <laughs> the only ones that happen are the ones that are done by design um so a former british army mole in the ira claimed that mi5 arranged a weapons buying trip to america in which he obtained detonators later used by terrorists to murder soldiers and police officers the British uh, Irish Rights Watch report will also put focus back on the alleged MI6 agent J118, Army Intelligence Officer turned whistleblower Martin Ingram has alleged JII8 was Sinn Féin's chief negotiator Martin McGuinness. Um, so July 2009, did MI5 kill Dr David Kelly? So a senior policeman began to create a restricted file on his secure computer. Across the top he typed the code name Operation Mason. It would detail the overnight search for Dr. Kelly. Incredibly, he created this file an hour before the scientist even left home. Most intriguingly, at 8 a.m., half an hour before Dr. Kelly's body was discovered under the tree, three officers in dark suits from MI5's technical assessment unit were at his house. Um, so MI5 sanctioned the murder of a pensioner um, and Diana was killed by a team of specialists of the British MI5. Now, she was going to come out. Like The reason why there's a report that three days before she was killed, she told Harry and um, William, I think your dad's going to kill me in a car crash. Like, she knew. She knew because she was going to spill the beans. Uh, so why is the French police not able to identify those two men that stood on the bridge above the tunnel who were firing shots on the car? Two shots were fired on the tyres. Jones said that is not French sloppiness, which prevents a real investigation in Paris, but that it rather implies that the French Secret Service is collaborating with the British Secret Service. OK, so they're all in on it. This is why I'm saying if you're not inside the UK and you're not in the USA, don't think your government is good. They're all in on it. Um, and then finally, drug running and money laundering. So <laughs> it's all connected. Um, so this is Lord James Blackheath. So we'll watch him um, talk about uh, the money um, and the laundering. Um, and then you've got the link to the SWIFT transactions. Um, and interestingly, so it's quite good because the other week, um, JP Morgan and the banks, um, the kind of money laundering scandal came out. Um, but again, it's not been on the big news. Um, but J Lord James of Blackheath was talking about this quite a while ago. Um, and then Elijah um, is um, an Australian independent um, parliamentarian. I don't know whether they're called MPs over there. Um, and he has been working with Lord James of Blackheath and he's been doing lots to uncover um, Australian scandals. Um, and there's an email that he sent in there as well. Um, but we're going to watch, watch Lord James of Blackheath and then we will finish. I hope the minute that's taken hasn't come off my time, please. Um, my lords, I'm going to start. I don't wish you to get too encouraged by that. I'm going to start with my conclusions, but I'm not going to sit down when I've made them because I'm going then to give you the evidence to support them and hopefully present to you the reasons why I want support for a, an official inquiry into the mischief I want to unfold to yourselves this afternoon. My lords, I've been engaged in this pursuit of this issue for nearly two years now. 
and I'm no further through to getting to the truth. I think there are three possible conclusions which may come from it. I think there may have been a massive piece of money laundering committed by a major government which ought to know better, and that this has effectively undermined the integrity of a British bank, Royal Bank of Scotland, in doing so. The second alternative is that a major American um, department has an agency which has gone rogue on it because it has been wound up and has created a structure out of which they are seeking to get, well, at least 50 billion euros as a payoff. And the third possibility is that this is an extraordinary elaborate fraud which has not been carried out, but which has been prepared in order to provide a threat to one government or more if they don't pay them off. So there are three possibilities, and this all needs a very urgent review. My Lords, it starts in April and May of 2009 with the alleged transfer to the United Kingdom, to the HSBC, of a sum of $50 trillion. And seven days later, ping, in comes another $50 trillion to the HSBC, and then three weeks later, another $50 trillion, total of of $5 trillion in each case, sorry. Total of $15 trillion is alleged to have been passed into the hands of HSBC for onward transit to the Royal Bank of Scotland. And we need to look to where this came from and what the history of this money is. And I have been trying to sort out the sequence by which this money has been created and where it's come from for a long time. It starts off apparently as the property of a man called Johannes Ryardi, who has some claims to be considered the richest man in the world. Well, he would be if all the money that was owed to him was paid, but I have seen accounts of his showing he owns $36 trillion in um, a bank, and it is a ridiculous sum of money. Uh, on the other hand, the $36 trillion would be consistent with the dynasty from which he comes and the fact that they had been effectively the uh, emperors of uh, Indochina in times gone by. But a lot of that money has been taken away from him with his consent by the American Treasury over the years for the specific purpose of helping to support the dollar. And he has sent to me a really quite remarkable document, which is dated in February 2006, in which the American government have called him to a meeting with the Federal Reserve Bank of New York, which is neither Federal Reserve nor a bank. It's a bit like Celebrity Big Brother. It's got three names to describe it, and none of them are true. And the, this document, which is quite astonishing, purports to have been a meeting which is witnessed by it is witnessed by Mr. Alan Greenspan, who signed for the Federal Reserve Bank of New York, of which he was chairman, as well as the real Federal Reserve Bank in Washington. And it is signed by Mr. Timothy Geithner, who, who, as a witness on behalf of the International Monetary Fund, who sent two witnesses, the other one being Mr. Yusuke Horiguchi. And these gentlemen have signed as witnesses to the effect that this deal is a proper deal, there are a lot of other signatures on here. This is not a photocopy. This is a, an original version of the contract under which the American Treasury have apparently got the Federal Reserve Bank of New York to offer to buy out the bonds which have been issued to Mr. Riardi 
to replace the cash which has been taken from him over the previous 10 years. And they're giving him half of $500 million as a cash payment to buy out worthless bonds. Now, this is all in the agreement, and it's very remarkable. Um, I would have thought establishing whether this is a correct piece of paper or not is just two phone calls away, one to Mr. Geithner and one to Mr. Greenspan, both of whom still prosper and live, so they could easily confirm whether they signed this. Mr. Royardi has, by passing these bonds over, also put at the disposal of the U.S. Treasury the entire asset backing which he was alleged to have for the 15 trillion. I now have a letter here from the Bank of Indonesia which says that the whole thing was a pack of lies, that he did not have the 750,000 tons of gold which was supposed to be backing it, he only had 700 tons. And this is really uh, a piece of complete fabrication. Finally, I have a letter here from Mr. Bayardi himself who tells me that he was put up to do this and it was none of it was true and that he has been robbed of all his money. And I'm quite prepared to recognize that one of the possibilities here is that Mr. Riardi is himself putting this together as a forgery in order to go and try and win some recovery back. But it gets more complicated than that because each of the five trillion payments that came in has been acknowledged and receipted by the senior executives of HSBC and again receipted by the executives of the Royal Bank of Scotland. And I have a set of the whole of those receipts for all of this money. Why would any bank want to sign five trillion pounds worth, five trillion dollars worth, 15 trillion in total of receipts if the money didn't exist? The money was said to have come, first of all, from the Riyadi account to the Federal Reserve Bank of New York, and from the Federal Reserve Bank of New York, it was passed to J.P. Morgan Chase in New York for onward transit to London. The means of sending it was a swift note, which ought to have been registered with the Bank of England if it was genuine. So when this happened and came about, I first of all took it to my noble friend, Lord Strathclyde, and said, what do we do with this? He said, give it to Lord Sassoon, he's the treasury. So we did, and Lord Sassoon looked at it and said immediately, this is rubbish. It's far too much money. It would stick out like a sore thumb and you can't see it in the Royal Bank of Scotland accounts. Quite right. Secondly, he said, the gold backing it is ridiculous. There's only been 1,507 tons of gold mined in the history of the world, so you can't have 750,000 tons. Uh, this is true. And uh, the, the third thing he said, obviously, was it's a, it's, a, it's a scam. And I agree with him. It was a scam. The problem is we stopped looking at that point. We should have asked, what is the scam, instead of uh, at that time just nodding it off. And we have never really resolved this, because today I have this quite frightening piece of paper, which is my justification for bringing it into this meeting today, which is available on the internet, and I'm astonished that it hasn't already been unearthed by the Treasury, and every alarm bell in the land should be ringing if it has, because this is the General Audit Office of the Federal Reserve, the real Federal Reserve in Washington, and its audit review in end of July 2010 on the Federal Reserve Bank of New York. It has on it some 20 banks listed, to which 
$16.115 trillion are outstanding in loans. My Lords, that is the sore thumb that was being looked for by Lord Sassoon. But more particularly, there are two other very interesting things with this. The first is that Barclays Bank have got $868 billion of loan. The Royal Bank of Scotland has got $541 billion, in which case one has to ask, as they could have earned in three weeks enough to pay off their entire indebtedness to the taxpayers in Britain, why they have not done so, and could we please ask them to put a cheque in the post tonight for the whole $46 billion? Uh, and the third thing that's wrong with it is that every bank on this list, without exception, is an MTN registered bank, which means that they are registered to use medium-term notes to move funds between themselves with an agreed profit share formula, in which case these banks are investing this money and, most extraordinary, not a penny of interest does the Federal Bank of New York want paid on this vast amount of $16 trillion. Anyone amongst yourselves who knows what the IMF rules are will immediately smell a rat. Because the IMF has very strict rules for validating dodgy money. There are two ways of doing it. You either pass it through a major central bank like the Bank of England, who had apparently not refused to touch this, or alternatively, you put it through to a bank which is an MTN trading bank, which is then able to use the funds on the overnight European MTN trading market, where they can earn between one and two and a half percent profit per night. And the compound interest on that is huge. So there is a vast profit being made with this money somewhere if it is in fact genuine. So my Lords, I believe that this is such an important issue now that uh, I've put everything I've got on the subject into a 104 megabyte memory thumb. And I want the government to put this to some suitable investigative bureau and take everything I've got on the subject and find out what the truth is of what is going on here, because there is something very seriously wrong. Either we have a huge amount of tax uncollected on profits made, or we have a vast amount of money festering away in the European banking system, which is not real money, in which case we need to take it back. My Lords, I ask for an investigation and please support my, my plea. Okay, so what I can tell you is after he stood up in the House of Lords um, and kind of said about all of those things, um, he um, was approached by David Cameron um, and it was... Uh, uh, so Obama was in at the time um, and he was told to cease and desist. Um, so he um, was trying to get this out in 2012 and he's a lord. So he is a lord. He is above the Houses of Parliament. Um, so for those of you who aren't part of the, you know, aren't, aren't UK. So we have the Houses of Parliament, then we have the, the House of Lords and then it goes to the Queen. That's kind of the, the hierarchy. And the Queen is supposed to speak directly for us. They're all supposed to speak directly for us. Um, but he was told to cease and desist. Um, now, the, the rogue three-letter agency is the CIA, um, and the CIA and the UK government um, are the ones who are selling the cocaine, um, and obviously that will all come out, it will all come out, it will all come out. Um, so yes, drain the English swamp, and Trump 2020 gets deleted, I don't know, they, they don't want you to, to share things like that. Um, but... 
so so I want you to hold on to the fact that there are some good people there are some good people yes some of them get taken out <laughs> yes um some of them get just 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 leave um get written down but there are good people so even let's let's finish on some highs um so NCA drug bus 2020 so um the the baddies will be getting really kind of pissed off um with uh national crime agency with what's going on at the minute because um in the last few weeks um hundreds of hundreds of millions of pounds worth of um drugs and money laundering and all of those things have been uh tackled and um arrested um so traffickers got um drugs got where's that one so dover they shut dover down county lines so they've been cracking down on county line stuff but you have to go straight to um nca um oh here we go two more were arrested over rotherham abuse allegations on the 18th of september um but is anything happening in the in telford not as i know not as i know okay so let's just finish with a bit of good news so joint nca and police scotland operation leads to 100 million pounds of cocaine seized in dover they literally shut dover down um there was um every single car every single lorry everything was being um investigated um so we've got glasgow and essex investigations and remember we saw essex police were being investigated for ignoring uh, child grooming so things go in and out of dover in and out um so we already knew that essex police were corrupt because they were being investigated um so this will be um pissing the guys and girls off at the top um and so this is another one um so this is uh dr felix doe so this is interesting this is um heroin and morphine 120 million class a so this is how so this is uh, morphine heroin and um cocaine have all been seized in the last few weeks um and they were getting this in um on bags of rice so they had rice laced in drugs um it's crazy and insane how they were how they were doing like here you can see the drugs um so this is just i want you to know guys that you know people are saying that um the, the black hats are in control and we're all on our own but these the, the good good police the good crime agencies the good there are good people who are actually clearing up the streets um but you won't find it unless you go straight to the source so if you whatever country you're in make sure you are checking your you know national crime agency so in america you've got the doj all of those people are they're doing work they are working um so this was um dutch belgium and uh, Netherlands all work, working together um, to bring these people down. Um, so I think that's just quite nice because that's like the last, I think in, in the space of like two weeks, there was over 220 million <laughs> class A drugs off the UK streets. Um, so you have to ask yourself, well, why is it happening now? The only reason it's happening now is because um, 
uh, Trump is uh, in control. So this is why we've got to work together to keep Trump in control. And as soon as he gets reelected, we can start um, pulling down the house of cards. Yeah, it's getting good, peeps. Um, so thank you very much for joining me. Um, I hope you hope you've enjoyed this. Um, do share with um, those of you, you know, if you're watching in the UK or not watching in the UK, um, do share, you know, get other people um, aware of how corrupt our government is. And then hopefully they will start to wake up to the the rona smoke screen so rona is a smoke screen um for anybody who says but they don't know why they'd be doing this be like well did you know they do all of these other things as well like let's be honest <laughs> they're corrupt <laughs> um right i am off to walk the dogs um and have um walk the dogs and have have the rest of my saturday uh, thank you for joining me oh hello oh thank you that's all. i'll finish on that lovely little little lovely message um have an amazing day and i look forward to seeing you soon bye for now <laughs>